0: Welcome in! Thank you so much for joining us oh, on the Doc Talk. Oh, you're going to go Talk... right
1: in. Can I go take a whiz? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll pause right here.
1: Oh All boy! Right. No, one, no one's going to Whenever you're ready.
0: <laughs> Welcome in! Thank you so much for joining us on the Doc Talk podcast. Good to be with you. Sorry about that. Oh my gosh, Darren! This is a rough start to this one. Yes, it is. Oh, First,
2: we had geez. Kevin interrupt us. Yeah. Yeah, then we heard you swallowing. <laughs> yeah, choking on my Red Bull. <laughs>
0: oh, he, we didn't click it on in time, but for like two minutes, we just heard Kevin eating over the microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was rather unpleasant to sound like, like a baby cow going after a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, we have our good friend Howie Stretch from Newport Vessels. Howie, welcome to Dock Talk. Thanks for having me. Yep, yep. We talked a whole lot about Newport, a whole lot about uh, electric motors and all that good stuff in the CCA podcast. Make sure you go listen to that conversation over on the CCA California podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to that. Subscribe to Doc Talk as well. Howie, we didn't really get a chance to talk much fishing in the last one, but let's start there. What's your favorite kind of fishing? What do you do? What's your program typically?
3: Oh, man. I, uh... I do the La Jolla Suffer Fest quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, like, I still like it for some reason. I don't know why, but you like, like punishment. Um, yeah, but I, I, there, not much beats pulling on a, a yellow. So I, I like that. Um, do, I do that La Jolla program. And then when the offshore stuff fires up, uh, I love tuna fishing. So that's kind of my deal.
0: Nice. So you're pretty much private boat, sport boat, all kayak, all of the above.
3: Kayak and private boat primarily, but okay. Getting on a sport boat with a bunch of your friends is hard to beat. I try to do that once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. So you're like
2: Kevin. You like to chase those bluefin. Do something. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. been on
1: the boat together on those trips, and it's been entertaining to yeah. say the least. Yeah, it's I'm a lot. sure. Yeah. I bet. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a lot. <laughs> Are you finished eating over there?
1: I just finished. Thank you.
0: Oh, Okay, <laughs> it was quite just, delicious. Just yeah. making sure there.
1: I just didn't want you to get the
3: audio of my um, cow sucking nipple sound. <laughs> a, a, the- a quick a quick segue, but but somewhat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> quick segue. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: So I don't know about. how you're
1: gonna segue from cow sucking nipples, but go for it. <laughs> no,
3: Please. I said quick segue because I want to come back to that. Oh. But um. To the- <laughs> go ahead. But but on the no on the topic of me and Kevin on a boat oh. together. That's um, a segue. Yes. Up uh, oh, la- Last year. Uh, Oh, man, that must have been, like, June. When did that crazy Dorado stuff start happening? Last year. Last No, year. No, no, I it know, was but, like, like what yeah, month? June, June, June July. Yeah, you know, July, was, probably. When did I we th- go to La Paz? It was June, right? Because that's when we came back. It was and, July. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, maybe early July. It could have been June sometime. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for a second person to come tuna fishing with me, and so I called Kevin up. And I said, let's wait, go. Wait a
2: minute. You were looking and went through the whole Rolodex and all you come the up with is Kevin. The entire thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, Kevin there at the time was like basically living on his boat in Mission Bay. And <laughs> catching spotties. Um, so anyways, I, I called Kevin up and I said, let's go tuna fishing tomorrow. <clears throat> there was some good foam stuff. Pretty, oh, yeah. Pretty close. and Epic. Uh, he said, Howard, I'm on my boat right now. Just come down and jump on my boat. We're good. We'll go. And I said, no, no, I want to run my boat. I'm going to come p- or meet me at my house at five mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. Just go rinse your boat down, mm-hmm. park it, get some sleep and then come fishing with me because I want to take my boat. So he, he comes, he goes, Oh, later that night he calls me. He goes, I don't know how I'm going to get there at 3 a.m. You want me at your house at 3? Gosh, I'm so tired. And I said, No, no, 5 is what I said. He said, Oh, 5? Okay, that's good. I can do that. So we go, we go check our initial area and not, it's not happening yet. And so Kevin goes, Just go north. Yeah, I said north. Keep going. Keep going. He falls asleep. He wakes Uh, up. (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet. yet. (laughs) We're not there yet. Keep going. (laughs) And I'm like, I got to turn this boat around, dude. Thank God you did. And so we run back to our initial area to give it a check because... Afternoon, did, is,
1: we did see Dorado doing crazy stuff. We did so. see we
3: did see Dorado doing crazy stuff, and they wouldn't even eat the microest of jigs that we had or yeah. anything. They were those. There was insane moments on that Dorado stuff, but very extreme, frustrating moments on that Dorado stuff. Mm. Foaming yeah. like boiling
1: Dorado in the middle of nowhere.
3: But so we go back to the main to the first zone. <clears throat> we right when we roll into the zone, we start seeing just. Turns like a lot of turns, and then we looked past the a lot of turns we were seeing to the most turns in like a square mile area you've ever seen, ever. and it and the entire thing was just foaming with like sixty to hundred pound bluefin. I,
1: it was it was and it was insane,
3: and we were we were looking at but
1: there was two <coughs> boats. It was this it was Howie's boat and one <laughs> other boat. That just was randomly there,
3: but yeah. But wow. but what led me to the story was <clears throat> us cracking up because when we rolled into that zone and 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 stumbled onto that stuff, we just looked at each other and screamed at each other for yes. like <laughs> at least a minute, maybe two. Yes, <laughs> like little girls. Yeah, because uh, we knew, man, this was it. We, like. Yeah, we knew what was about to happen, but it's fun. He that's said, it's awesome. Hard, it's had, hard to beat excitement on a boat with Kevin. <coughs> this had, was
0: pe- this past summer during that dodo bite.
3: Yeah,
1: but oh, it was oh foamer bluefin. Like that's that's yeah. I mean, it was.
0: That's the moral of the story. It was blown
2: foamer bluefin. Cow's
1: nipples into bluefin tuna <laughs> foamers. Clearly, that's a good segue <laughs> okay, there. Okay, super yeah. cow. Yeah, there you go. But but <laughs> it was it was like, I don't know how many people have really seen a really good foamer, but imagine a the craziest foamer you ever seen. And probably 12 square miles.
3: What? As far as you could see, there were just... Wow.
1: Foaming? Foaming? Basically. It was past the Coronado Islands and then up to, like, Point Loma. Wow. That's crazy. And it was continually moving. Like, we were in
2: it for hours. Like watching a cloud move in the sky, just foam across the water. It
1: was not just (laughs) a little, like... There was a lot of different kinds of fish. It was like big ones and tiny ones and yellowfin, and it was just, and you could tell it was moving through, and we were just in the right spot. I mean, it it was coming from somewhere, and how many hours? Four hours? I mean, it must have been a long time.
3: It it was at least a couple hours of straight, just straight, straight.
1: Straight.
2: And how many did you guys pull out of that? Two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: hey, welcome to
1: bluefin fishing My, my <laughs> finger's pointing at someone right now You can't see that but. <laughs> uh, Yeah, where there
3: was some pulled hooks And uh, frustration Break off and
1: It was a lot and of fish and, and the current was moving So the fish were coming through the current For hours Wow like, it, it was a lot of fish Crazy yeah. amounts wow. So.
3: Yeah, good good size stuff too. So, anyways, we've so had
1: we've had quite a few memories. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that. But how big were
2: those two you guys put on the boat? 70s, yeah, 60s, yeah. 70s, perfect.
1: Yeah, you weighed them too. So, yeah,
3: I think they were a little over 70 yeah. each. About cookie cutters, both about exactly the same within like half
0: a pound of each other oh really yeah nice that's cute you guys match
1: oh yeah (laughs) lots of times
0: (laughs) well speaking on that note um, not not an epic segue like the last one Mm -hmm. but Howie you know this gentleman quite well over the years I do share your your thoughts your experience between us in this room and all that is he really that big of a I won't use the word that I want to use yeah, is, this, <laughs> is he really that big of a? I guess, Let's just call it a influence out there. That, oh, what the the hell hell does that mean?
3: It, are you talking about in the? <laughs> Let it, him answer the question first. <laughs> okay. Talking about the, in the local fishing community?
0: No, I'm talking about is he really the character that we kind of all know Kevin to be over the last that we two all years? love Kevin to be? Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: There's there's a couple different versions of Kevin. One one is <laughs> multiple <to explain>. personalities. <laughs> Oh well, one is more sensitive than you probably all know, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's got that side to him mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but yeah, pretty much what you see is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. And Good you got to gotta remember
1: that Howie and I shared an office. We were across the way from each other. And mm-hmm. how many years was that? Six years yeah. staring at each other. Like
3: of sitting about three feet away yeah. from hmm. one another.
1: So we've spent a lot of time professionally around each other, off the on the water,
3: mm-hmm.
1: in uh, setting up eighty foot booths by by ourselves with, you know, three people. So in the hundred and two degree weather inside in Orlando. So it, all sorts of fun oh, yeah. stuff.
3: It I, I can't believe there hasn't been a some kind of legal thing against the uh, orange county convention center not providing <laughs> ac <coughs> for the icast for setup because man, yeah. it's like you know it's like the sweatiest you've ever been in your life for three days straight <laughs> then the show starts and they turn the ac on and it's freezing in there <laughs> and then the moment the show closes see ya yeah AC. yeah
1: it's a bum rush to get out, and, and everyone's is. still you
3: know stuck in there. It but. is a mm-hmm. warm experience. Mm-hmm. Warm. That.
0: That's a good way of putting it, warm. Yeah. Orlando in July. I put that's quite warm.
3: It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Howie, you're at Newport Vessels now. We, we went through the entire background of the last podcast, but give us a, a brief description, a rundown about uh, all the products and all that stuff.
3: Well, so we started, uh, Newport has been building boats and motors for th- about 11 years. We're a hundred thousand plus in sale, you know, units sold on the trolling motors. Um, we have a awesome line of inflatable tenders and stuff. And, and then, uh, more recently introduced, uh, two kayak outboards. So, a around a two horse and a three horse kayak Mm -hmm. outboard as well as a three horse um tiller steer electric outboard so Mm -hmm. we do all electric outboards lithium iron phosphate batteries to power them uh are the trolling motors run better off of because of the the board that's in them functions better off of lead acid batteries so those those standard like tiller steer trolling motors uh do prefer to run off a lead acid battery, um, mm-hmm. which we offer those as well. But we've got the the boats and motors are our main deal, along with batteries and some accessories and stuff too.
0: Very cool. I know you guys recently donated the NK one hundred and eighty to the Coastal Social Tournament. Yep. Thank you. By the way, you're welcome. Yep. It's uh, we we gave it away. the first uh, The first place winner was Frank Santiago from Team Team Hook Bait. I don't know how the kayak division, the entire kayak div- division, let Frank win that, but that's that's beyond me. <sighs> yeah, Frank. I'm just joking. Yeah, gonna like be Frank. listening
1: to this. I saw. I, I mean, I did. I, I What was it? Wednesday. I saw him, and I saw the motor. Man, I, I was like, I was really impressed. Like, it's mm-hmm. a phenomenal prize. I mean, what's the retail on that? It's thousand
3: bucks. That's nine ninety nine. That's a phenomenal prize. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. lucky. Now he's gonna be out there. Not having to work even remotely close to what he had to now, so he's going to go further, farther. So, thanks for allowing him to be even more competitive. I appreciate that.
3: <laughs> the, uh, motors are a fair game in the kayak division, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Why are you going to do it? you going to compete next year?
3: Uh, well, we still have the south one coming yeah, this year. I was going to say, oh, uh, yeah? yeah, I think I'm going to do the south. I, I want a motor for the south one. I'm I might do the South event. That sounds good. Yep. Where gonna... can someone
1: get a Newport Vessel Motor and see it in person? Can they see it in person?
3: There are some dealers. Uh, you'll see the dealer network expand a little bit. We're primarily direct-to-consumer uh, through our website. Uh, but there are some dealers around. Uh, as far as Southern California, um, I got to work on Ron Lane. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, that seems like we should mm-hmm. be able to come to an agreement there. But no, I mean, well, for one, that demo location's just insane. It's like perfect. Any, anybody in the kayak or small boat product world uh, would want that demo site. So no, but we're, uh, we're we actually just recently got uh, official dealer pricing and. Um, our our main focus is direct to consumer stuff on via the website. Um, mm-hmm. You know that uh, that helps uh, keep the the motors affordable for people. Um, is
2: it all shipped out of here, Southern California?
3: Stockton. Stockton. Yep, yep. We're based out of Stockton. Central. Yeah, uh, northern. Yeah, it's like greater Sacramento area. Yep, yeah.
1: So you're rubbing shoulders with politicians, almost, huh?
3: yeah actually when I went uh, <clears throat> when I went in in March to get onboarded up there with the company I stayed in downtown sac and very very uh, I was walking a coffee every morning and uh, worked out of that WeWork in uh, the like wells Fargo Center there but very politician vibe yeah. oh yeah
2: oh yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah so.
2: familiar for sure so a lot of those motors on the delta then up there
3: yeah. I mean, man, that Delta is – there is some uh, – Have you fished it before? No, but I want, to. I, I want to. I want to do the swim bait striper thing, and I also want to do some frogging. <laughs> Dude, yeah. let me know.
1: <laughs> I will go with you.
3: Okay. Seriously. I I, I I want to throw a frog around there too because I know that
1: – Yeah. And punching.
3: That's – and punching. Yeah. I, I do like throwing a jig and stuff like that, like – creature baits and that kind of stuff um but ramel uh labrador he's our head product guy he's he's a great bass fisherman and he um he spent a lot of time on the delta he's knows that place in and out and so but it is a huge huge giant uh, piece of water giant yes it is and so i mean i think it's a no-brainer if you're fishing the delta up there you got to have a you got to have a newport motor got
0: it I feel with your past experience in the kayak fishing world and all that stuff, you must fit right in with Newport. Yeah. I mean, it was probably a seamless transition.
3: Pretty seamless, a little different from Mm -hmm. where I came from with Hobie, you know, but I mean, uh, not doing pedal drives and focusing on motors now, but I mean, I I always, I want to stay on the leading edge of the industry and this is, this is it. And so... You know, I think that uh, what I bring to the company is, is insights into the real true behaviors of our consumers and understanding who these people are and what motivates them. I mean, um, our head of marketing, Josh Neville, is, he he uh, he actually came from Bubba, and then he built a brand, Kuyu, which is a hunting brand. which it's a hunting app- brand, right? Yeah, a hunting apparel brand. Yeah. But, uh, I mean huge and he did excellent work with both Bubba and Kuyu and really has taken the time I mean he's a he's a hunter and an angler and you know he understands the outdoor consumer and the sportsman but um has done an excellent job laying the framework for our brand to really move forward in a successful way and um you know we want to solidify our position as the leaders in the small boat fishing market in this electric motor space that's our you know that's our our whole goal here and we've got the product to back it up and we've got the right people inside you know we we understand what resonates with the community and and this consumer and um you know we're we're piecing it all together so
0: Very cool, very cool. I mean, with the product line there, you've got, we kind of talked about it at the last podcast, but you've got enough for everyone, boats, kayaks, and all that stuff. You're set up really well.
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're fishing off of. We have an electric motor for that application for sure. Mm -hmm. Float tubes to John boats and everything in between.
1: You said you have a dinghy?
3: Yeah, there's, check out these. Oh, wow, look at
1: those things.
3: From wow. 8 foot all the way up to 12 foot.
1: There's a lot of guys for the bays that, that would love to get something like this.
3: So so this uh, 11 foot Newport uh, inflatable, we, we had it without the uh, front seat on it mm-hmm. in Florida. But so the the tube diameter is huge. The stability is crazy. Two adults can sit on, sit on the on one side of the the boat, and it's like
1: staying there, stable, it's stable. It's so is stable. the bottom a drop stitch?
3: There's so there's a we have this this keel that you can inflate to. They're like rigid floors. Okay, most yep. of them. Some of them are inflatable, but but uh, the the they're like super well thought out the way that the floor pieces together and with the floor in it feels like you're standing on the deck of a solid boat
1: right wow
3: so it adds a lot of rigidity and and a framework to the whole thing
1: well that's awesome so it's not just motors you guys have the the inflatable dinghies you have obviously the huge range of motors from flow tube all the way up to um boats you know john boats um what else is it that you all offer do you have battery options
3: yeah, we have lithium iron phosphate batteries, 2450-amp-hour version for the NK-180. That's the battery of choice for that. Then we have a 36-volt 30-amp-hour and a 36-volt 40-amp-hour. And then we offer, like, bridge kits if you wanted to yeah. put two together and stuff. and
1: In parallel. So you can have, like, so you said 40, so you got 80 amps, essentially? Mm-hmm. That's a long—you could go a long ways with that. Yeah. Hmm. How much draw is on the thirty? You know the draw on the thirty-six, the thirty-six volt motors. How long do you think it'll last? Is my question on a forty amp?
3: On a forty amp, um, it it obviously depends on the vessel, how much weight, the conditions. There's a lot of variables, but you could fish probably five or six hours, you know. But if you ran like, if you're running at all, right, 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 as part of that, you know, um, I think that's pretty comfortable. I mean we topped off the batteries every evening when we fished and you know, we were probably doing like two or three hour sessions. Um, and so I never once thought about running out of battery or felt like I, I I was going to the the thing with the lithium batteries is that they perform all the way until they're dead. So Mm -hmm, (laughs) you -hmm. don't really notice it like getting close. It just shuts off. But, but on our thought, our throttle controller has, um, you know, tells you how much uh,
1: battery level ha- is ba-
3: battery level. Um, how many watts you're using at certain throttle and mm. like stuff like that. So That's cool.
0: Yeah. Is there any? Uh, obviously, you know, with with like diesel and gas motors and all that stuff, there's maintenance involved in any, anything. Is there any, any maintenance involved as far as an electromotor motor goes?
3: It's all an enclosed system. So literally, I mean, the only. thing, thing maintenance wise that you need to do is clear like fishing line and debris from the prop periodically and rinse it down with fresh water. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean with the terminals and stuff for the power for the battery cables, I like to coat those with dielectric grease just to just keep the corrosion like no questions asked, keep that corrosion down, but no, there's, there's nothing really to do. So that's
0: the magic touch to keep off corrosion.
3: Yeah. Dielectric grease.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
3: And, cool. and so we have these, we have a quick disconnect uh, plug system that basically allows you to, it, it kind of enhances the portability of the whole system. So you can, it's a big kind of cube-shaped self-wiping plug. that Like every time you plug it together, it actually wipes the water off of the metal components of the plug itself nice and so hmm. you know that really helps with the corrosion I would still use the aerosol dielectric grease the reason like on the plugs and stuff the reason I don't like the gel stuff is because if you accidentally dipped it in sand or something it stays uh, it yeah. sticks to yeah. it yeah so I prefer the aerosol thing but you know j- just on something you're plugging and unplugging mm-hmm. often and if you're especially if you're doing it on the beach like um, let me show you this uh, this quick disconnect plug. So basically one end stays on your battery, the other end stays on the motor. And then that allows you to just separate the battery and the motor real Mm. easily. And then there's also, um, like a quick disconnect, uh, thing for the charger. The charger comes with this quick disconnect. So you you basically, you just take the, you know, some, sometimes people have their motor live on the vessel and then they'll just remove the battery to charge it or whatever. Mm. But, um, but it makes just taking the battery lifting it out and plugging it on the charger real easy. So,
1: well, you know, one thing that's really interesting about you being involved with this as a marketing manager is how much you take into your knowledge and bring it with you in addition to the marketing to understand, you know, give people an understanding of the story, but you have a vast amount of product knowledge, having experience working with you, you're very detailed, and you want to understand the product thoroughly. So that, you know, you can basically tell us exactly what you're telling us right now in detail, why it's good for a consumer. So marketing guys, you know, nowadays, if they're not connected to the brand they're and you've seen this with big brands recently, they've become disconnected to their consumer. So because you, on the other hand, are more um, involved with the company and and the product, you're able to speak to the consumer as, as from a marketing standpoint as them.
3: I mean, I think that's a vital part of being a marketer is understanding the product that you're marketing. It the more in depth you understand your product,
1: the better you'll sell the
3: it. The more equipped you right. are um, at, as a marketer, and like you know, I, I the last thing I want to do as a as a marketer is um, like inflate the reality of what the product is. But there are things that make it a great product, like the mm-hmm. self wiping plugs, the lack of maintenance, the you know, little nuances in the design stuff that make it really fun to use, so and easy to use, and all that. So that's like I want to focus on highlighting just the good stuff, mm-hmm. and um, and and the fact that like it opens up so many windows of opportunity for just adventure and like more feeling more free on the water. You know, you're not you're less going. I want to go there, but that's too far away. Mm, I can't get right. there. Mm-hmm. Um, Been there, mm. yeah. Like I mean, I I brought up San V, but like that place is huge. You yeah, know? Um, Barrett, which is I love Lake Barrett. Do you fish it year this yet no. the, this year? No, no, not yet.
1: I have. I go this Wednesday.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, Thanks, but Kevin. But Just letting yeah. you know. But yeah, <laughs> San V. Like I feel like San V. You have to pick you have to pick your move like you're not going to go you're not going to go down one arm and then have time to go see, go explore the other arm like and you know that's pretty limiting but um, with a motor you do it all you can do it yeah
0: yeah is there you know have you noticed that you know obviously i'm i'm guessing a big chunk of your market is kayak fishing and all that but is there other like another market out there that's like second or whatnot to to your products?
3: Yeah, there's um, <clears throat> what we refer to as the adventure angler, which is like sup mm-hmm. sup anglers, solo skiffs, um, small aluminum V bottom boats, like somebody fishing out of a twelve foot Greger or like something like that. Yeah, um, but but if you uh, if you ever been to Florida, there's I feel like there's more sup anglers than mm. kayak anglers it's crazy mm-hmm. like um, there's so much water everybody's got some way to get on the water and for a lot of people the easiest thing is is a sup mm-hmm. and so um, for our listeners
2: here on the west coast what's a sup
3: a stand-up paddleboard and so there's you know angler focused versions of of those and um, so between those and stuff like Single person skiffs, like solo skiffs and stuff. Um, That's probably the second biggest market. And then you'd be surprised, like ship to shore, um, you know, people using a small boat to get from a big boat to land Mm -hmm. or just on small freshwater bodies of water and stuff, or, you know, navigating canals or, again, to like bring up Florida. Almost, I mean, so many people live on the water there. Everybody's got a boat mm-hmm. at their dock.
0: I think it's a requirement in Florida
3: nowadays. To have See, a boat. It is really, <laughs> 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 it <should be. laughs> but yeah. So I mean, you'd be surprised too, that that uh, inflatable tender, like ship to shore, type markets.
0: But it's applicable here on the West Coast too, where it's like if you're anchoring up in the Cove in Avalon, got to get there into town somewhere. Go. Yeah. Go yeah. get drunk and all that at the bars.
3: Without the spending 50 bucks a night on the water taxi or whatever.
0: Or, oh, yes. Or
1: you get off your boat and charge into a foamer that's inside the buoy line. That, nowadays, <laughs> that could happen. You think I'm joking? I saw this last year. Last like, year it <laughs> like, it was crazy. Like, it could happen, man. Like, people, people were anchored, Chris, mm-hmm. throwing into foamers Did on the mooring buoy. Do you, you, do you guys remember
3: that on the, the Catalina Flyer? Oh, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I yeah. remember that. That was that yeah.
3: whole... That was last um, year.
0: That was last year, yeah. On a
3: Nomad Mad Mac going wasn't 22 the, knots.
0: Wasn't that the first time ever, like, they had ever landed a, a fish at all? Yeah. Probably. They started with they, it She's was
1: like, a 100-pound bluefish. Did they <laughs> slow the boat down? No, they went all the way in to, into dock. They just And they what? fought it from the... Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. They were fighting it from the dock, dude. Like, they hooked it outside of Avalon, and they brought it in into the into the dock.
0: So it just got a free ride. Yep. They nice.
1: brought it into the dock into Long Beach? No, no. no, no, no cat, I
2: was going to say, that's Yeah.
1: Isn't that Anyhow? wild? Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> Pretty crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. Actually, I was there that weekend that that happened. I, w- I was leaving when that happened. Of course, a you bachelor were. party.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't how ask he, me how
0: that went. In Southern California, do you see kind of a um, like a a incoming or upcoming market that we could, you know, there that that you would take advantage of with electric motors and all that stuff? Is there something out there that that? a product could address a future problem and all that?
3: Absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, we're going to continue to see the kayak thing go, but solo skiffs are pretty interesting, man. I mean, mm-hmm. um, like, it's such a perfect match, this electric outboard and solo skiff uh, thing. I think that, you know, a solo skiff honestly isn't the best best place for a gasoline, like a, a traditional outboard Yeah. just cause it's so exposed and wet and uh, everything else. Like every time you launch in and out of the surf, you're sucking s- sand into your motor and all that. it's, it's just rough on the motors. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, a lot
0: of things could go wrong.
3: I I think that we're going to see a lot of that solo skiff market move to this electric outboard power well, makes sense and we're, um, we're we're really the first well i mean there's been electric outboards before but not not one that's catered to this small boat angler like what we're doing at newport mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean it's it, it is designed for that exact application so I think I think that solo skiff market's gonna be a big one. And there's some stuff going on with the manufacturing of the solo skiff. They just switched some manufacturing to some different manufacturing methods and they're cranking and I think we're gonna see a lot more of those those boats um, in the market.
1: How mm-hmm. fast can you go with the most powerful the three hundred, right? Three hundred. How fast can you go on a solo skiff with that?
3: Probably six and a half or seven miles an hour. Full blast. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and if you do that, do you recommend people get uh, quite a few batteries to make that happen for the full day?
3: I mean, I would bridge two together. You're going to find that, like, you you won't run full blast all the time. You may do periods of running 100% on the throttle, but when you get into an area, you're not going to. So it kind of, like, offsets itself yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. And the range is pretty dang good, like... You definitely could go fish La Jolla for a day with definitely with two of the thirty six forties bridged together, but I mean you could go fish up to the um north condo and into mm-hmm. the cove and all that whole zone and come back fine on one battery.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Is that recommended to have multiple batteries, either just bridged together or even as one as a backup just in case?
3: Not recommended, but I think it's important to, to be realistic with yourself. Like uh, what kind of user are you? Are you somebody that's going to, that's covering a lot of water on a regular basis? Are you somebody who's fishing more than four hours at a time? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, if you're invested in that yellowtail fish and stuff in La Jolla, you know, that you, to give yourself a real shot, you have to be there from sunup to sundown. And so, yeah, in that circumstance, I would use... I don't I don't want to run out of battery. <laughs> like, right, like, right. So I would use at least two together. Mm-hmm. But
0: Especially when you're chasing bird schools and running and gunning and all that.
3: Yeah, yeah, so that's a little different. But just be <laughs> realistic with yourself on what kind of mileage you do and what kind of time you spend on the water in a, in a session, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and, you know, don't start out doing a 40-mile trip, mm. <laughs> you know, get dialed because everybody, you know, everybody's fishing platform weighs a little differently. Everybody's uh, vessel performs a little differently in the water. And mm-hmm. so that does have a factor as well.
0: When it comes to, uh, I guess, can conserving or preserving your battery life and all that, are there ways you can outfit your your kayak to kind of get more use out of your battery?
3: Um, I think the main thing is just... Topping off the batteries when you're done using them. Um, if you're if you're storing a battery for long term, like say it's the middle of winter and maybe you're not going to fish for a couple months, once a month, top off the charge. Like mm-hmm. the nice thing about lithiums is they don't the charge doesn't deplete as much just sitting there as a lead acid battery will. It will stay pretty much where you took it off the charger at. But you still want to top them off once a month or so.
0: What's the, you know, there's always, there's there's those theories out there about batteries and and all that. What, you know, how to charge them, maintenance, how to keep them basically getting more, pardon the phrase, more juice out of the, out of the battery.
3: Yeah.
0: Do you have any tips on that? Uh, Was it better to drain it all the way down or just kind of top it off? That's what I was going
2: to ask. Like, do you want to cycle it? When you're not really using it
3: with lithiums, it does not matter as much with the lithium iron phosphate, Mm -hmm. especially, um, lead acid batteries are a little different, but with these lithiums, like any battery, the best thing to do is to top them off when you're done using them. And like a lead acid battery, it's not great for the battery to let it die Mm. all the way. Um, and it's definitely not good for the battery to let it die all the way and then put it on the shelf without charging it. Right. So yeah, Because a lot of times what you'll see is that like with those lead-acid batteries, if, if you were to do that, you, you run it completely out of juice and you put it on the shelf for three months, you're going to go and try to charge it. It's not going to take a charge. So there are special chargers and stuff that can kind of reignite that ability to charge in those batteries. But... With lithiums, there's way less maintenance, you know. But like I said, with any battery, get done using it, put it on the charger, top it off, put it on the shelf once a month, top it off. That's like the general program, battery-wise.
0: How long does it normally take to recharge?
3: Um, I charged one yesterday uh, in about four hours. So from completely dead to all the way... 100%. Mm-hmm. Um I don't want to say because I don't know exactly, but um use the charger that's meant for the battery number 1 because there's there's definitely specs to the chargers that match the battery. So use the charger that's intended for the battery and yeah, usually um like from my experience going out and fishing for several hours, handful of hours, you go back and put it on the charger within 3 or 4 hours. It's back topped off so um yeah it's not like i mean it is nice to have a backup battery mm-hmm. especially if you're going to fish two days in a row and maybe i don't know yeah
0: but well so speaking of well when it comes to real like i'll call it real world uses and all that stuff realistically if you were to on a small skiff beautiful day out leaving out of point loma and all that i mean is it possible to go out to the coronado islands and back on a single charge or whatnot?
3: I would definitely want bridged, like, two multiple batteries. Right. But absolutely, yeah. Like, on one battery, I would, on a nice day like that, I would even, you know, I mean, one goal of mine is to go catch tuna on an electric outboard this year. So... That'd be awesome. I'm going <laughs> to, I will go f- fish the nine-mile bank this year on mm-hmm. an electric outboard.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you ever do, I know Kevin, you, you do these trips, but do you ever do those mothership trips, the kayak mothership
3: trip? No, but I, I would like to just to get some eyeballs on these motors and also to get off the island a little bit. I mean, we all know about that, that shot a couple of years ago where the Islander uh, oh, yeah. trip had mm-hmm. all their kayak guys hooking hundred to 150 <laughs> pound bluefin. <laughs>
0: You were there, right?
3: No, I no. wasn't. I totally... Uh, and, yeah. I, and I would feel way more comfortable in that situation if I had a motor. Mm-hmm. Just saying.
1: Yeah, a running gun. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Or, yeah, or just...
2: Throw it in reverse and pull on it. Get yeah. something, <laughs> dude. Get, <laughs> just to
3: get back. Like, you know, you get off that island a little bit and the current gets really, really, really... The, they high had high guys
1: high. that were getting pulled miles away. And they had to go and get them. needed to be rescued or yeah. whatever.
3: But, yeah, the current off the backside of that island is no joke. I mm-hmm. mean... It's, it's real. So, yeah.
0: When, um, you know, we we'd touched on it earlier in the earlier podcast and all that, but conservation, super important to Newport voters. Tell us why.
3: Well, we're an electric outboard manufacturer, number one. So we are <clears throat> right in the heart of, like, our product is as conservation-minded as we can make it. So... We want to support, you know, the conservation of our resources. That's why we partnered with Bonefish Tarpon Trust, and uh, we have some other initiatives to get involved with, like CCA and um, uh, Captains for Clean Water, and and we're starting those conversations mm-hmm. um, to try to be a become a part of that that whole conservation movement. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we want we want our supporters which are our customers to feel the importance of being a part of that as well and, and you know they're already taking the first step by choosing an electric outboard but we want to take that a step further and, and really familiarize our customer base with who these uh, associations are that are making an impact and hopefully get people to participate and feel some sense of loyalty to to that conservation minded, you know, uh, frame of thought.
0: So bear with me, I'm going to make a long connection here, but when it comes to, you know, with the Kevin, you're familiar with the 30 by 30 battle and all that, the ongoing deal, one of our phrases, one of our keynote phrases that we use are fishermen are not the enemy. And we've often been doing things like the kids trips and, um, you know, we're the original conservationists as anglers and all that companies like Newport vessels and other movements towards cleaner water and trying to with, you know, you see Costa with the eliminate plastics in the water campaign and all that these efforts, Newport vessels included moving on the electric side of motors and and trolling motors and all that. It's another effort on our part, companies like Newport vessels to really get towards our conservation goals. And I think we don't, as anglers, as a community, we really don't take a lot of credit for it, but I think, you know, you guys are doing a fabulous job on, um, really taking that to the next level.
3: Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. The, the connections definitely there. Um, you know, clean, you mentioned clean water, like what better way to, to support keeping our waters clean than by running an electric outboard. And yeah, you're right. Uh, I think that you know, as anglers invested in this angling community, we, you know, w- we need, we know our value, but we need to take also more credit and give more recognition to just the general consumer in this industry. Because like you said, we're the original conservationists. I mean, it's not like we want poor water quality and, um, you know, emissions and fuel It's leakage. not like we want
0: to catch every fish so that there's nothing left in the future.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we want to catch every fish and let them go so they can grow bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and then eat catch one them again. every now and again. Yeah, right? but yeah. no, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I think that um, you know we're super proud to be be part of this this movement and like um, we want to just keep the momentum going and and uh, yeah, give credit to to the anglers as the original conservationists while providing a super fun way to enjoy the waterways, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I say it again, fishermen are not the enemy. We want to, uh, you know, in in a way you could make an argument where we care even more about the resources there so that they are there for, I mean, we all grew up fishing. We all enjoyed it. We all enjoyed that, that way of life where we still do. Um, we, we want that for our kids and our families and you know for future generations to come and totally. yeah, uh, I think it, it, it's a good move and, and overall we need to kind of more, take take a little more credit for ourselves.
3: I agree. yeah Pat yourself on the back.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and,
3: and stay engaged. like that's yeah. the, that's the, the big thing is that uh, you know stay involved and stay engaged, mm-hmm. jump on board, support CCA learn about what it is you're supporting. Um, you know, that education, uh, aspect of the whole thing is super important. And with the resources we have today, like there's no reason to not understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah. If you were to drop your kayak, any body of water right now, where would you go? Where'd you go fish?
3: Oh, man. I would say, uh, Hmm. <laughs> I mean, with, with Barrett just opening up and stuff. I don't know if that's it, though. I really like that Cabrilla fishing. I think that uh, L.A. Bay or Gonzaga Bay or something like that, Sea mm-hmm. Cortez. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Bay of L.A. is a sore subject, just a little bit. We little, were supposed to go. A little bit. We were supposed to go next? No, two, in two months?
2: July. Oh, yeah. what, on the Tony Reyes trip? Or? No, we had our own trip planned.
0: Oh. Yeah, we were just going to go down for a weekend and then... Some, Somebody screwed that up. Some dumbass got his wife pregnant.
3: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I, hey, I've it, got... I'm not, gonna, don't look at me!
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't talking about you?
0: Yeah, I know. Why can't it's you... Fine. I
1: mean, it, really, it's going to be that close?
0: It was supposed to be the last week of July, and she's due the first week of August.
1: Oh come on! Oh,
0: yeah,
3: that's too close. Yeah.
0: Really? It
3: is. Yeah, it's too yeah. close. Uh, ah. But you yeah. know, every time I'm not there yet. You know,
2: <laughs> he goes on a honeymoon. I mean, what? I know. What was he thinking? I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's not what a honeymoon is for. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Well, it, I mean, every time I go down to. Gonzaga or something. It's not Bay of L.A., mm-hmm. but it's kind of the same same fishery. Um, every time I go there, you come home and you're like, why aren't we doing that more often? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. seven hours door to campsite. You're there. Not bad. It's like driving a mammoth. Yeah. So, I mean... Driving through border towns is not the most comfortable thing sometimes. <laughs> but um, So you say. <laughs> but it's right there, mm-hmm. and it's a totally different type of fishing than what we're used to. It, it is. Yeah. That, that's funny that you bring up the, the
2: cabrilla fishing. When, when we were in La Paz, the the as well, we wanted to go after Dorado because Dorado were biting. Well, we'd already been there for a couple of days. We got Dorado. We yeah. want to go cabrilla fishing. It's the they, best. They were so, or the ours was so upset that we didn't want to go after Dorado, and we wanted to go Cabrilla fishing. <laughs> really?
3: Oh yeah. Uh, the Cabrilla fishing in Loretto. I feel like the pongaros down there are pretty on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some big Cabrilla down there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do that.
0: What's your biggest one?
3: Pretty big. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I mean, honestly, I got lucky. With this one, just where I hooked it, it was over like a kind of like mixed sand and small boulders, like uh, like honeydew melon sized boulders, not anything real mm-hmm. serious. Um, no caves. Like I think this thing was just cruising the sand flat looking for a meal, um, and uh, I got it on a SP minnow, the the 170, I think it mm-hmm. is the the big the bigger one but I got it to the boat and, uh, (laughs) I got it in the boat and the back hook, I was using a, like an inline single hook on the back and a ST66 treble on the, on the belly, but it was hooked just by the back hook. And the hook was like two thirds of the way straightened out. Mm. And it was just hanging on by a thread, you know, and I had lost a big one about half an hour before that. (laughs) And, uh, I never weighed this thing, but it was definitely over 20 pounds. Dang. I think it, you I got think a
0: picture it, of it at least, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that's I, what I, counts.
3: <laughs> I, I think, like, I saw that 22. Matt Florentino mm-hmm. got a 22. They were just down in Gonzaga a couple months ago. And, uh, yeah, he got a 22. And I don't know. I mean, I got a couple different angles of this one that I got, but mm-hmm. it was like. Definitely every bit as big as that one. So I don't, wow. know, I don't know how much it was. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, I think the world record's been broken many times. People just haven't weighed them. Yeah. But a Cabrillo over 20 pounds is a monster. So
2: They got shoulders.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they taste good. They taste so. really Hurt. good. Mm-hmm.
3: Really good.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Are you a big Calico guy
1: up, up north here?
3: I like calico fishing, but that's not my primary deal. I mean, it's hard to beat the fun of calico bass fishing in the summertime when they're like really doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like fishing the jerkbait for them and haven't gotten too much into the weedless thing for calico, but that's pretty fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. done a little bit of it, but but yeah, I, I like... I mean, I feel like, man, four, was that like four, maybe five years ago now, the... We had some really warm water in La Jolla that year. The calico fishing was insane, and it was a lot of big fish. Hmm. Like a lot of three, four, five, six pounders. I I just remember, and they were so aggressive. The water was like 80. Oh, yeah. I don't know what year that was, but maybe like 2017.
2: I was going to say like 15 or 16. Well, I know
3: 2015 we had warm water, but I wasn't working for Hobie yet, and this this was the year we launched the Outback, so. 2019 there was a little stretch of really warm water there and those calicas were just fired up a lot of bait and warm water um i had fun with that that was good
0: (laughs) that's cool man that's cool well howie this has been awesome the two hours have definitely flown by in a just just flown by it's been really really
3: hot it has been happy (laughs) it has been happy
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you're on fire today. Yeah, uh, opening and closings I
2: know.
1: have been really good.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> good. Howie, it's been having uh, fun. Ha- Jesus. Jesus. It's been a pleasure, Howie.
3: Thanks for coming on, Howie. Howie it was a pleasure. <laughs> been- <laughs> Chris started talking about his his baby that's coming, and he I started know. thinking of all the projects he's got to do. Oh before. yeah, I know.
0: I've got this massive list. Um, Howie, it's been fun having you, man. Thank you so much for for coming on and. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you had mentioned that we're kind of right in your neck of the woods here up in Oceanside. Yeah, it's so.
3: a 10-minute drive from my house. So. Yeah.
0: Well, you have to come on more often. That will be cool. I
3: will. I will. As the season evolves, we'll have plenty to talk about for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. One more time, how do we get our hands on some Newport, uh, Newport Vessel products and Instagram and all that good stuff?
3: Okay, yeah, to get uh, get a hold of Newport Vessel's products, um, go to newportvessels.com. Uh, Newport Vessels Motors on Instagram and Newport Electric on YouTube. And uh, we got a lot of cool content coming down the pipeline. And, uh, yeah, we got everything you need to know about the product on the website, newportvessels.com. So check it out. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, anything exciting that we should be keeping our eye on? In
3: going into next year, definitely keep an eye on us. Yeah. Um, into July, we'll have some, some exciting new products coming as well that you might be really excited about so. nice nice awesome
0: do you yeah. normally have a booth at, at bart hall or anything like that in the shows out
3: here you know we're the brand is so fresh that we haven't really had the opportunity yet but i would like to get involved in especially the uh pcs show and you know some others uh next year we'll be at icast and i'll be there in attendance this year at icast but uh but uh next year we're looking forward to possibly having a booth there and getting involved in some more local shows and stuff too very cool. Very cool. It's good seeing you, man.
0: Yeah, you too. Yeah. Kevin, I guess it's pretty good to see you it's too. It's all right. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Yeah.
1: You got tired of me, man. You know, you just wanted me out of this whole picture. I get it. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 You're just so –
0: your schedule is just atrocious when it comes to
2: – Well, now that we're in your backyard, maybe you can participate a little more. It I'll do the traveling this time.
1: It is <laughs> definitely nice that you guys are right here. I'm not going to lie. But today I definitely had to be here because, you know, this is family right here. You're only here because Howie's here. That that is the, (laughs) yes, yes, that is right. Yeah. That door you came in, you can go right out. (laughs) Don't let it hit you in the back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, guys, that Uh, is going to be it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at talk. Make sure to go visit our website, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Take care.